Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ramblin' Radio number 58. Second episode of the week. How about that? A little surprise episode for you. I hope you are happy. I hope you're proud of me because I'm proud of me. A little bonus episode for you. We got Chase Tuning uh, on this episode. He's a great friend of mine. This is the first time he's on the podcast. You're going to absolutely love this episode. It's about an hour long. So many mic drop moments and a little backstory on Chase, very short backstory. He has made his entire career off of podcasting. So if you are trying to start a podcast, and even if you're not, there's so much good stuff in this episode. But if you are trying to start a podcast and actually make it your career and make it in a, in a, in a very uh, essential part in your business, you're definitely going to want to listen to this episode. And before we get into it, I have to give another shout out to my Create More workshop. There's only about a week and a half left to sign up before we get started. I'm telling you, you need to get inside of this right now. If you are feeling stuck, if you did not like 2020, because let me be fully transparent, some people are having their best years yet, even during this crazy circumstance that that we are currently in. And if you're following me on Instagram, you know how much I preach about this. There is no such thing as security. There is no such thing as certainty. And I hope you are seeing that now uh, with everything that's going on. I mean, this has been a huge wake-up call, not just for entrepreneurs, but people with nine-to-five jobs. People with nine-to-five jobs that get those jobs to have that security, um, if that's, well, that's not the only reason, but there's a big part of it having that security. People love to have that steady paycheck. And this has been a huge wake-up call for people because so many lost their jobs. But as a creative entrepreneur, even though there might be more risk, essentially, you have full power. You have total control because it's entirely up to you. There, There's kind of a soothing feeling knowing that that you are in total control. Everything, you have the power to adapt. You have the power to create for yourself. And that's what this workshop is all about is as a creative, how can you create more for yourself? How can you not go and just go after client after client after client, just trying to get that next paycheck? How can you create more security for yourself? Because there is no such thing. But as a creative entrepreneur, you get to come as close to it as you possibly can. You get to create it for yourself. There is no ceiling for you. And as soon as you get a nine to five job, you start to place a ceiling on yourself. And if that's something that you don't want, and you really want to make a career out of this and you're feeling stuck, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're, you're unsure about your future, get inside of this workshop because it's my last free resource for you for the year. We get started. We have a private Facebook group already gone. People are introducing themselves. There's going to be hundreds, if not thousands thousands of creatives in this private Facebook group for you to connect with, for you to network with. And there's just a huge community aspect to this. So get inside. All you have to do is go to www.createmoreworkshop.com. Sign up. We get started in a week and a half. Introduce yourself in the private Facebook group. And I want to see you inside. With that said, Enjoy this amazing episode with Chase Tuning. I'll see you guys later. Peace. All right, let's just do it. Three, two, one. Chase Tuning. Zach Rabbits. What's up, man? Dude, it's so good to see you, man. I know. This is the first time you've been on my podcast ever. Yeah. Welcome. I've been waiting feverishly. I know. I've been on your podcast twice. Yeah. I guess I just, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't felt worthy enough <laughs> to be, to, to, to bring you on mine just yet. Cause I had to get the setup right. Well, this is, I mean, the timing, the setup, everything's great, man. Yeah. New digs are great. Yeah. The setup, I'm jealous of your setup, dude. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been good. It's, we're slowly adding yeah. to it. But it's been good. How yeah. was your podcast setup coming along? It's new new digs, new, new digs, new studio, new workspace, new home, everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, finally made the move out of our home a couple months ago in a, an apartment in downtown LA. Now in like a townhouse kind of situation, and yeah, 
dude, this year, it's just so good and very grateful to uh, be able to shift and to have more space yeah. to live, to work, to yeah. create. Yeah. And so we've been rolling as we can, getting back into in-person interviews um, mm-hmm. as things have begun to open back up and we're allowed to go back out in public and, you know, just you know, being cautious, of course, just being very mindful of the times and, you know, as people are cool with it and yeah you know my team and production team is cool with it you know we we get back into the swing of things because yeah last year really turned it into like a a show an experience yeah and then goodbye to all that for a few months earlier this year i know you dude you've been like up leveling the podcast first of all how how long have you been podcasting now almost three full years okay um Hold on, 2017? launched in twenty seventeen, but it was like yeah. January. So all of seven, I, hell, I guess four years. Yeah, yeah, it launched January twenty second, two thousand seventeen. So like, yeah, so like over three and a half years. Yeah, yeah. I guess January coming up twenty twenty one will be our four year anniversary. Yeah, 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 dude. It's been it's been impressive. You're over a million downloads now with Everford mm-hmm. Radio. One point three. One point three. Yeah. And then you just had. I, th- I think you just posted yesterday 10,000 downloads for the day. Yeah. We were hitting some new thresh, like new yeah. thresholds, I guess, new yeah, benchmarks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just a, a lot of reasons I can speculate, you know, I don't know how far in the weeds we want to get on kind of that side of the world and creativity and business, whatever. But yeah, just been playing around really this year a lot, you know, despite not being as in person as much. And despite my quote norm, just finagling, trying different things, whether it's, you know, let me post this kind of story. Let me tag this kind of thing or person. Let me get more specific with my show notes. Let me try to understand SEO. Let me, I, I rebuilt my entire website, ha- had my developer rebuild it a couple months ago. And that significantly helped drive a lot of, you know, web traffic and stuff. So um, just kind of really paying a lot more attention to the back end of things and how, yeah. cause I feel like the content creation, there's always room for growth there, but I felt like that was pretty dialed in mm-hmm. and I was really happy with the show and how I was showing up and how the production was turning out but you know there's always growth and so that i kind of shifted to the back end kind of stuff yeah yeah no i can tell man and i think i think you bringing on more of a, a team now has probably helped that tremendously yeah it's yeah. huge how, how has that played a role in and just you being in your zone of genius and focusing on the content and all that we hear it all the time right you yeah. know delegate yeah, delegate yeah, yeah. delegate delegate what uh-huh. you procrastinate delegate sure and there it's like a fine line because certain things you're going to be delegating and it's going to cost you, it's going to cost you money or it's going to cost you some other kind of resource, whether that's you training an intern or, you know, Mm -hmm. a a train to hire kind of thing or figuring out where in your business or if you really would benefit more from hiring someone to do a certain role, well then if you don't have the money, then, you know, how can you create it? Mm -hmm. Which then is a whole other great problem to have because you then get more creative on how to monetize something or how to increase your business or how to just provide for that person. But dude, delegation has been incredible. Um, And uh, yeah, so for my personal show, uh, I've had one guy, shout out Nuncio, man. He's been an incredible asset. (laughs) Nuncio. Nuncio. Good guy. For the last, yeah, great guy. Very vision driven, very hungry and eager to learn, which I think is very Mm-hmm. Looking back has been a very, very important thing for me when looking for people and, yeah. and ways to delegate because you need somebody who can handle the task mm-hmm. or you can train to handle the task, but also is hungry for more. Yeah. Uh, and he's been that guy for me for a while. But then as we kind of progress and in, in my kind of world and profession transformed and changed more into podcast production and mm-hmm. coming out with courses and a full suite of services. Uh, yeah, it's gone from me and him. I uh, have an assistant, Josie, for, or who runs all my show and scheduling and stuff. And now we've, you know, up to like seven people now. Wow. Um, and delegation has been crucial. Yeah. I mean, I'd be going crazy if I still sure. had to do all this stuff right. on my own, man. Right. Which you yeah. used to do. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. How, what everyone does when they first get started. And then then there's a point where it's like stay stuck or take that scary leap because it is yeah. kind of scary. Yeah. I don't know if that was your experience when oh, yeah. bringing someone on for the first time. You're like, holy shit, I got to pay this person yeah because they don't know what the hell they're doing then you have to take time out of your day to like bring them up to speeds and coach them exactly yeah Yeah. i mean you're taking two steps backward to then hopefully take 10 steps forward you know what i mean for sure uh but in a way it really it taught me a lot more about my process because i then had to explain my process to somebody else yeah i mean you i mean everything you do i mean the creator the creative kind of mindset is just, it's just in here, right? Right. It's in our head or it's in our heart. And 
we know what it looks like. We know what it want. We want it to look like, or we have a, an idea, but man, so many times, good luck trying to translate that to somebody else. Right. And then you think that you do, and then they interpret that for you. And they're like, shit, man, this is, this is not at all. Yeah. Like, you didn't get it. Right. Or like, right. But then it's like, no way. Like I didn't explain it right. And then, then you just want to scrap it all. Or you want to, all right, if I just spent more time figuring out my process to better delegate and explain, yeah. um, you have to really commit. You have to know going in, I, I, this would be advice to myself, I guess, before all this, mm-hmm. you really need to commit to this process that you know this is going to help you help your content help your business in the long run um and just know that there are going to be some growing pains in the middle um and but with with anything when you set a new goal for yourself it's a big commitment but then also just kind of in that same application build in some benchmarks like you know this is going to have some growing pains but how can you kind of manage it or measure it along the way to know if it is just prolonged growing pains or we got it or we don't. Right. Yeah. And it's cool to see the people helping you then evolve like Nuncio. I'm sure yeah. you know, he was really green in the beginning and yeah. just kind of like getting his start and stuff and seeing his, just from my personal experience, seeing him evolve. Shout out Nuncio yeah. again. <laughs> um, and Which just, you, by the way, have been a great mentor to him, man. Like so many times, I don't know if you know it, like he, he references your work and your shots and like even things that I say in passing to him after talking oh, with that's you, cool. yeah. he's just like, yo, yo, like Zach said this, a really good piece of content. Yeah, here. Yeah. So like, yeah, it, we all feed each other. man. Yeah. That's funny. You never know who's watching either. Sure. Yeah. That's funny. And I feel like just now, and I, I want to take things back to kind of the beginning since this is the first time you've been on a podcast, but it feels like just now, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, like you've just now got your formula down almost yeah. or, <laughs> or recent, you know, yeah. how long did it take you to really, kind of get a formula in place with, with your podcast? I would say the last year, 12 to 15 months, really. Yeah. And recently it re- 12, 15. Months. Yeah. yeah for, okay. uh, you, know, you know, here we are, what, like September, 2020. Yeah. Um, I, I would say probably late spring, early summer, 2019 is yeah. really when my, the vision of what could be mm-hmm. kind of finally came to light and uh, I was pushed and challenged by bringing on somebody else to my team mm-hmm. um, by needing to effectively communicate and interpret my vision to somebody else, but also be open at the same time to their interpretation and their vision for what I was doing. Because ultimately, uh, and in my case, this person, Nuncio, this guy who came and has been helping me, he was a member of my audience. Mm. And so that was very important for me to, to kind of keep in mind as I was pushing forward and creating because he was a very, very good representation of my ideal audience member. Mm. And he was the kind of person that I wanted to create for and the message and the vision and the meaning. And so I understand, you know, he's one person out of many. So you can't create an entire world or let that dictate your world off of just one person's feedback. But it was enough for me to kind of just stay anchored to that and know I, I got my idea, but this person who I'm creating for is giving me that I, another idea. So I need to like blend those together. But then also just, I mean, being here, we moved to LA pretty much around the same time as each other. You were yeah. a couple months ahead of us. I think, yeah, just a month or two. Yeah. Not much. And then we just moved again. Next week will be our two year anniversary. Oh, uh, okay. my wife had to move to when May. Okay. So here. yeah. So one month. Yeah. Not long. So moving here, I mean, everybody says it, right? You know, LA is like, oh, it's the land of dreams and where all your stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, but man, I'm sure you're the same way since moving here, just the caliber of people, the variety of people that you yeah. meet yeah. are drastically different from, I'm sure people that live and work back in Chicago mm-hmm. and for me back in DC mm-hmm. way less of the creativity side, way less of the entrepreneur side. Yeah. And here there was just so much more, there was more abundance. There was more, way more people doing their own thing and yeah. networking and all this stuff. And there are a, a shit ton of people that like, I absolutely, you know, I'm going to cut it off. Like we're, we're not vibing, <laughs> for but, sure. but it was just, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is just a much larger pool to tap into and to learn from and to yeah. create with, which then just opened up my eyes and my mind even more to what yeah. could be. Yeah. And that was a heavy influence. Yeah. I think, I think there's a lot of myths about coming to LA and New York, kind of the same sure, deal, yeah, right? Yeah. Where that, this is where you have to be in order to just crush it yeah. and, and, and make tons of money and, and yada, yada, yada. But, 
Um, I think you nailed it on the head. I think it, it forces you to up level because it's such a higher caliber of people. Yeah. And then what's really cool, the reason why I'm here, and I've talked about this all the time on my podcast, is just from the circle. You're here. My friend Catherine's here. Like yeah, just certain yeah. people that are doing big things. Like I want to be around those people. And being around those people makes, when they up level, it just, it makes it feel real. Mm, you know mm. what I mean? And makes like, it feel possible. Makes it feel yeah. possible. And like knowing you, seeing your your growth, seeing other people's growth, like whenever they win, I feel like I win too, because it's just like, holy shit, like Chase is doing it. I can do it. So yeah. what, what kind of people do you have around that kind of give you that? Have you, ex do you experience that around here in LA, just meeting all these people and um, making it feel real to you as you continue to up level? Cause you and I kind of, we kind of, I feel like we up leveled at the same time. Yeah. You know yeah. yeah, I mean? yeah. We both moved into new places, expanded, growing a team. Like, yeah. Who, who's yeah. following who I keep copying you, man. I, I know. <laughs> I, well, that was very close. I don't know. I don't know. The timelines have been pretty cool. Yeah. yeah very congruent. Yeah. Someone like, I mean you, I mean, we've been friends for several years now, yeah. um, but now physically kind of living in the same proximity for the last couple of years, mm -hmm. um, you people like you more like the creatives, the, you know, very visionary, uh, you know, tech savvy with audio, video, I mean, photography, videography, the whole creative world has been a big influence on me. Um, and then there's the people, this might just be more kind of LA specific. We'll call it the woo. I love that word. I guess I'll blanket statement and say, making sure that I keep an open mind to how, diverse my kind of sphere of influence is mm -hmm. has been necessary has been transformational to have creatives to have the spiritual type to have just the go 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 hustle hustle grind 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 to yeah. have the you know great value driven super motivated just like you they post a quote and you're like, Oh my God, I want that on my tombstone. Um, <laughs> yeah. to, to, you know, to like the medical world, I've met a lot of great, you know, physicians and naturopaths and people that with my background of health and wellness are finally just like filling that void of complementary alternative medicine and just being well sure. physically and spiritually, emotionally, all that stuff. Um, yeah, just like a very diverse sphere of influence. Really. Yeah. I think, I think that's yeah. important. I think it's important to take what you need to take from people and, and then, you know, you don't need to take everything like a Gary V. Right. Might yeah. not work for yeah. you. It might work for somebody else. Some people yeah. want to work 20 hours a week. Some people might want to work 60 hours. So if you try to take all the things from one person. Yeah. I, I think that and I'm guilty of this. You're going to wind up. It's just a matter of time. You're going to get stuck in comparison syndrome mm -hmm. because if you're only pulling all the things from one person, then you're most likely only ever going to be measuring your your success. You're being stagnant to that person yeah, uh, and, or you're just going to wind up, Oh, they did this. So I have to do that. And then you're no longer creative. You're, you're no longer exploring your own possibility, your own potential, your own vision, because you're constantly just only pulling from one source of inspiration. And then it's no longer even inspiration. It's just copy and paste. Yeah. That's a good point. I want, I want to take it back now just because you, this is the first time we Ooh. got, we got to do it. I'm sure you've explained your story like a million times, but I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you've had a lot of pivots throughout mm. life, military, mm. nine to five. Now you're running and operating your own business, podcasting, um, producing other people's mm. podcasts. You're still doing that, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, now that's been a big part of the delegation process this year. I mean, I, I you know, I cover down here and there, you know, as the team has been growing, the business has been growing, but you know, we, I still do my show, you know, edit and produce and all that stuff. But, uh, -huh. uh yeah, I mean, for a while yeah, I was, and now yeah. it's, we got, we got editors for everything. Yeah. I want to, I want to talk about podcast producing in a sec, but okay. can you just briefly take us through those different hats yeah. that you play? What, what were those kind of pivotal moments from just starting out chase, not knowing what the fuck he's doing mm. military, then nine to five. And then just you yeah. make it sound like I know what I'm doing now. That's really <laughs> uh, you look pretty good over there. Constantly trying, man, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So 2003, I joined the military. Yeah. Uh, I was in there from 03 to 09, active duty, wound up, I'll, I'll condense a lot of things, but sure. big points. Um, wound up getting really injured, got medically discharged. That was my big catalyst and in interest for health and wellness for the human body. And then I began to study it. So I got out of the military in 09, went to school for exercise science, undergrad, graduate school, uh, worked as a personal trainer, group exercise, corporate wellness. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked, I was this wellness director for several years for a concierge medical practice. So it was kind of this perfect blend of 
fitness and nutrition and kind of holistic approaches as well as primary care you know, health, yeah. uh, working with your primary care provider. Yeah. Uh, and then my last year in that role, I started my podcast because I found this platform. I was listening to a lot of health, fitness, wellness, business, and it made me so much better at my job. I would show up way more educated or have the most current resource to give to my clients, to give to my patients, Sure. professional development, personal development. That was about 2015, 16. Yeah. Uh, and then summer 2016, I got this wild idea to do my own show, my own podcast, mm-hmm. um, launched in January of 2017. Podcasting wasn't that big back no. then. No, dude, I would, I would do that. I told people, hey, I'm, I'm going to launch a podcast. And they're like, what? What's, yeah. what's a, pod, a, a pod what? About who? I mean, they'd been around, I think, technically since like, oh, eight. Wow. They've been around for a, a while. Yeah. Wow. A long time. And they're now finally getting some notoriety and, right, and sure, stuff. For sure. And so, yeah, I launched my show, Everboard Radio, in 17. That grew. Uh, it was just a side hustle, fun project. It was not monetized until like the end of that first year. I just did it as a way to keep learning and build new relationships. The first year of the podcast. First year, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then at the end of that year in 2017, uh, I left my job mm-hmm. and kind of, I just started out monetizing it. I got my first sponsor. That coupled with, um, I was a health coach at the time. Health, mm-hmm. fitness, wellness was my world. So I left that company to do my own yeah. coaching company. And, okay. then, uh, and so really fully to the start of 2018, January yeah. 1, 2018 to now, uh, just been doing the podcast and coaching and then really kind of left the health coaching, left that, took mm-hmm. that hat off like spring of 2019 yeah. and decided to just fully commit to the podcast. Sure. And so that's when the podcast really grew. Um, it still is my primary source of income. Every episode's fully monetized. Mm-hmm. Um, and then late 2019, I kind of just became the go-to guy for a lot of my friends and entrepreneurs and small business owners who wanted to do a podcast like, Hey, what, what I do, how do I get it started? And then one day one person was just like, well, how much do you charge to do it? And I was like, Oh, that's how it always starts. And and then here we are today. So, and then that turned into uh, operation podcast is my online course, production, consulting, education company. And that's, you know, really, so Everford radio is my main source of income and my business and my, my everyday job. Sure. Uh, then on top of that is operation podcast, yeah. all the other stuff. Did that job that you had, did that give you a lot of flexibility to really start building this or not really? Um, like sort of kind of not really. I, the last, I would say probably eight to 10 months, um, the company instituted a new policy to where, you know, if approved, you could work remotely up to two days a week. Oh, okay. And so my role at the time, I, I was, a managing like seven, nine other coaches and other offices. And so yeah. I didn't really have the ability all the time, but you know, I'd say one day a week, maybe two to three weeks a month, uh, I was working from home. Yeah. And so I, I would sneak in an interview here and there for the podcast or, uh, you know, straight up sometimes <laughs> during lunch break. Yeah. I would schedule my interviews during my lunch break. Yeah. Uh, I did a lot like Saturday mornings and afternoons, uh, or late night mm-hmm. or early morning. So like short answer, sort of, kind of, not really, um, a little bit here and there, but the first year, yeah, it was just early mornings, late nights, weekends, lunch breaks. And then I just reached a point to where I got something here and if I want it to grow and I want to see its potential, I got to fully commit. Yeah. It's cool that you kind of started it off just kind of for fun, not really thinking Mm -hmm. too much about it. It sounds like as soon as you get that one, because you're doing it long enough, it starts to become what you're known for. Yeah. And then when you finally get that one person to say how much you charge, Mm -hmm. then it's like, whoa, okay. Like I got something here. Just the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real thing. And that, that was exactly what happened with my filmmaking when I was doing stuff in the, in the fitness industry and working with influencers and whatnot. Cause I was just doing it for fun. I was just making fun videos and I wanted to get really good at it. Cause I was obsessed with it kind of like you with podcasting yeah, yeah. and then, yeah, sure enough, how much do you charge? And so that's like a really cool pivotal moment. How was that transition for you to go from a pretty, I mean, quote unquote secure mm. job to doing this full time? How, how was that transition? Was that an up and down, <laughs> you know, crying in the middle of the night uh, type of deal or, or was it pretty seamless? Looking back, like the badass in me, there was a moment months before I officially gave my notice. There was a moment months before that I really wish I would have just walked out and left. It was yeah. this moment where I just reached 
the pinnacle. Uh, I was at our headquarters office and just having this conversation with our CEO and my direct supervisor and just my, our entire agreement just completely shifted. And at that moment, it was a confirmation for me of you are overworking me and undervaluing me. You are going to, you are going to bleed the stone dry because you, you think you can. Mm. And I kind of, in a way I did straight up leave. I was supposed to have like a, each month we had this like upper management, higher level meeting of all the departments. Yeah. I just didn't go. I left. <laughs> uh, and I nice. went, went out to my car and yeah, like that moment you're talking about, I, I was like freaking out. I, I'm pretty sure I cried. I was angry. I called May, my wife. I called my brother. I called uh, so many other friends of mine that recently had done that nine to five to entrepreneur shift. Yeah. I was like, should I do it? Should I tell them, you know, F you like I'm out. I, I had my corporate credit card on my corporate cell phone out. I was like, I just want to go just dump it on their desk. And I didn't. And so they walked me off the ledge and uh, I was like, all right, well, I got to make a plan. So at that moment I gave myself, it was like six months out. And then I started, you know, building my coaching business, all these things. And then I gave myself a, a 90 day goal. I was like, in 90 days, you got to, with all your side hustle, anything, any way, anyhow, you got to at least make a living off of this. So mm-hmm. I didn't touch my salary during that time. And I was actually able to do it in a little bit less than like two months. Mm-hmm. And I had an agreement with my wife that we were going to, it was going to be a six month deal. Well, I, I gave my notice after like 60 days. Yeah. And so that was a very hard conversation. I came home one day and I was just like, yeah, I, I kind of quit today. Uh, <laughs> I gave my 30 day notice. Yeah. Um, that was a fun conversation. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> uh, I was just like, I couldn't, I just couldn't like, it was just hurting my soul. Yeah. And, uh, cause and, you were undervalued. Was that, it was, was it just a combination of things? Cause oh my God, I, f- yeah. I feel like everybody has that moment when they switch over to that entrepreneur mm. entrepreneur. I feel like everybody has that moment in their nine to five job where they were treated a certain way. And they're like, I'm never working for someone ever again. Yeah. Yeah. I, two distinct moments that happened to me beyond that one. I was just talking about where in my head, as it was happening, I was like, I'm out, I'm out. Never yeah, going to do this again. For sure. I was sitting on the desk. We had like this kind of coup. One day we showed up to that board meeting. I was saying, or this uh, upper management meeting and the CEO was gone. There's some new guy there in the blink of an eye. This CEO got fired. Some new guy was in there. Mm. Long story short, him and I were working pretty closely for, together for a couple months and growing my role and growing the business. And then one day I was sitting in front of his desk. Like I, was doing pretty much weekly. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you know, Chase, I think, um, you know, I think we're doing some great work here. I love what you're doing. I love the direction of the company. I don't know if this was bullshit or not, but he's like, I see a lot of myself in you. And I really think, you know, like, who knows, maybe like me, 20, 30 years, like you could be on the other side of the desk. You could be the CEO. And I was like, fuck you. Like 30 <laughs> years? Or what you, the things we're talking about right now, like the change that has happened, like, yo, bro, like I'm putting money and time, like and growing all this for you and for somebody else. Sure. And like, you want me to wait 20, 30 years to like get any of this back? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I was a tit for tat guy, but just like, you know, I was, I was being worked to death. I literally was doing the job of four people. Wow. I was managing this department, traveling all the time up and down the East coast. I was still a health coach in two offices outside of DC. And then I was doing the job with this other person they hired who just completely dropped the ball. And then there was, there was this whole other department and program they were building that I also was overseeing. Mm. And through a slip up of the last CEO, I actually found out for a fact, my salary, they were underpaying me uh, that budget, that range for that role by almost 30K. Oh, my God. I saw the piece of paper. Oh, my yeah. God. And so I was like, okay. It's like nails on a chalk. Exactly. Yeah. So he said that in my head. I was like, nope, that's not going to happen. And then one day I showed up to work. I loved my job. I, I thoroughly loved my job. What I did with my patients, my clients, and the team that I was managing. Sure. But I pulled into the parking lot one day. I was sitting in my car. I was just staring at my building. I looked at my client list for the day. I was like, love this person, love this person, love this person. Oh, this is going to be good. Can't wait to see what they have to say. What's the update? I physically just didn't get out of my car. I didn't want to get out of my car. I was like, the second I walk into that building, just my love for this, my passion is just sucked away Mm. because I know all the bullshit I'm going to have to deal with. And I know that no matter how hard I work and how much I show up or don't, nothing's going to change. Right. And I just felt like I was worth more, but also I knew that I could do more. Yeah. for myself and for this company and for these people. And uh, I realized that, well, okay, it's just, it's just not going to be this way because of I'm an employee and they're my employer. Right. And so, yeah, those were the moments, man. And, yeah. uh, and then, yeah, when I, I left, it was a lot of, a lot of this for sure. Sure. Um, I, I just started monetizing the podcast. It wasn't anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was, I was scrambling. 
I kind of felt lucky in a way that a lot of people who leave their nine to five from their side hustle to their entrepreneur job, their own business, usually it's something totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, like I went from being health coach chase, coach chase to coach chase. I, my skill set transferred. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't having to establish a whole new brand or identity. I just started doing it for my own self. Yeah. So the only thing was like the big, big challenge was now I have to learn how to market myself, uh, accounting, billing, taxes, yeah. um, advertising, all yeah. these things. So um, it was smoother, I think, than a lot of transitions. But I mean, yeah, that first year it was tough. Dude, wild, man. Yeah. <laughs> what, what gave you kind of that sliver of hope? to keep going like when you started producing podcasts or you got your first sponsor what was like that moment where you're like okay let's just get more of this dude it was uh i don't even know if i ever told you this like the second month second or third month we moved here we're still living down in orange county Mm -hmm. like this transformational moment that shot me up that's like yeah just like more of this came from my lowest low as a business owner entrepreneur like so much so like i quick little backstory. I have this like designer weekender bag, this travel bag that I literally eye for three years. Oh, I think I know the story, but yeah. Okay. Go on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, I think May told me, but yeah. Okay. I, I made a post about it. So I mean, it's, public. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Never mind. Yeah. I, it was this Louis Vuitton weekender yep. bag that, yep. uh, like their luggage and stuff. I personally view as art, like their trunk luggage. When I ball out one day, I just want to get put up in my house as art. It's beautiful to me. And I eyed it for like three years because I didn't think I could afford it. didn't think I was worth it. And then one day I just did it. And um, my lowest low came when I had my biggest like coaching program that I launch every year. My my coaching mentorship. Yeah. I launched it and crickets Mm. like no one, Mm. not a not a reply, not an interest, not a question, not a a schedule, nothing. Mm. And that was really what I was banking on. Lesson number one, don't put all your eggs in one basket. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. sure. And so I was like, well, shit. Uh, My wife, she had just left her job. She's a full-time student. In a couple of months, we became two income to one income household. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, I literally um, like, okay, how much food, how much food can we get? Like, I'm going to have to like look at my savings. I'm going to have to like, you know, max out my credit cards. Like, what am I going to do? Like how we got to live. Yeah. And I was, I was ready to sell that bag. You know, it was an easy way for me to make a couple grand. Yeah. And I, I shared that with, with my wife and she straight up like started crying because she knew how much I worked for that and what it meant for me. Like Mm -hmm. it's even emotional for me just talking about it. Sure. You reached that rock bottom. Yeah. And so she's like, absolutely not. Like, in her loving way, she's like, figure it out, Chase. <laughs> Fix it. Yeah. Um, she said it nicer than that, but really that's what she was saying. Right, right, right. And I was like, okay. And then so as bad as that was and as quick as that fall happened, I was like, you know, it just doesn't seem right. So I dove in to the logistics and honestly, man, I just realized I had this one thing that just wasn't turned on. One of these notifications, it was like a type form notification. Mm. And I went, cause someone finally, it was like three, four days later, mm. almost a week. I'm like, yo, Chase, Hey man, uh, the response form said I'd be getting a call back in 48 hours. I haven't heard anything. Like, did I miss out? I was like, what are you talking about? Went in, I didn't have this notification turned on dude. Dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of applications for this. Yeah. And it was yeah. just, I was just like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? And, uh, that was, that was the saving grace. And it was just like, Wow people like me. Wow. People believe in me. Like they want what I have, you know, like um, validation. validation. I can yeah. keep my duffel bag. Yeah. Uh, and so from that moment on, you know, it was a, a quick reminder of, again, don't put all your eggs in one basket. I'm not saying spread yourself thin like a lot of us often do, but just, yeah. you know, have other things going on, but also like know your own damn system. Like, sure, sure. You know, get in there and check things. Yeah. And, uh, or that could have been another great moment to realize I, maybe I could have delegated that out like a launch support person sure sure. um yeah that's a wild story man dude yeah yeah i I didn't know all the details about that yeah yeah i was like shit we're gonna have to drain our savings yeah uh yeah it was wild man. that's scary yeah but i'm sure you learned a lot really quickly all the things yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) probably got really good attack after that yeah like oh Oh, i can build you out a tight form (laughs) (laughs) no problem now that's so funny wow Yeah, yeah that's really yeah i got goosebumps listening to that that's that's a wild story so when did you yeah. when did you start getting into producing podcasts? Was that something that you didn't even know was a possibility until someone said how much do you charge? 
I had no idea this. Was, well, I take it back. One person years ago, I, I think I had been doing po- my podcast for about four months. I got hit up. This this company was like, oh, hey, we'd love to produce your podcast. And they said this number, this monthly recurring service amount. And I was like, bruh, like this isn't mon- like, no way in hell I can pay for that. I can't afford that right now. And again, it was not to get too far down a rabbit hole, but like that was a big trigger for me in my, my kind of scare, money scarcity mindset. Yeah. Um, which ties into a lot we're talking about, you know, delegation and, you know, sure. the need to kind of invest in yourself continuously so that your thing can grow. So I kind of forgotten about it. And then honestly, yeah, this one girl hit me up, really big influencer. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, I want to do a podcast. I love what you're doing. I think it's so cool. And, and uh, she was like, you know, can you help me out? I was like, cool. Boom, boom, boom. One, two, three, do these things. And then she's like, oh, well, it's more in depth than I realized. Um, you know, how much would you charge to do it? And that was the light bulb moment of, oh, wow. Okay. And this was um, about the same time, honestly, that that kind of drastic moment happened when uh, I was at rock bottom, basically. Yeah. And so another, th- another light bulb went off of, oh, here's another revenue stream. Mm. I can get some of my eggs out of this basket, put it over here. Mm-hmm. And I love to do it as well. And if I can help someone, then I'll definitely do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was that moment when she asked, and again, it was that validation component of you think so much of me that you're coming to me, not only for like questions and support, but also willing to give me your money, time, energy, resources, And then, I mean, that's a lot of responsibility. So like your brand, your message is now going to be a reflection of the work that I do for you. Yeah. And so I started off with that one show and I was still producing, doing all of mine. Uh, I'd begun to pick up sponsors and more and monetize my show more. Yeah. And so it was her show. And then really within a matter of two, maybe two months, Mm -hmm. uh, I was picked up another show, picked up another show. And then I got the idea what if I pitched other people? Mm. So instead of waiting for them to come to me, like now I can maybe interpret more of like what this platform right. has done for me and my right. brand and my business and what other people are doing. So yeah. I began to kind of just, you know, hit up a couple other people and brands and be like, yo, have you ever thought about a podcast? And then 2019 kind of rolled on and I was doing like four to six shows. Wow. And then I began to get some other people to help me. Uh, I had uh, multiple other editors last year and then we wound up parting ways because we both just wound up doing different things. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And then late 2019 is when I was like, all right, let me see if I can uh, work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. And instead of always being that guy that people go to and ask questions for, how can I put this into a bundle so that people I have a question. Well, here's an answer. Here's an evergreen answer. Yeah, that's when right, I got right, into right. the courses and I made my courses. You know how to teach people how to podcast, sure. how to launch, grow, and monetize your show. Just I pass back three, four years of experience into you know a course, right? And uh, so that helped a lot of people. Uh, we now have close to seven hundred people wow. in Operation Podcast. That's sick. Nice. Not everybody is. You know, it's not like six hundred fifty are active, but you know, we've got close to seven hundred people have gone through the courses, our content, our curriculum, and our Facebook group. Sure. uh, You know, our recurring monthly lives and continuing education stuff. Yeah. Uh, And then on top of that, yeah, now we're about fourteen, fifteen shows that we produce, consult for. Yeah. That's amazing. As it's grown, the team has grown, the potential has grown. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how how many different ways you can make money from podcasting and like you're obviously proof of not putting your eggs in one basket, but doing all these things, but it still all relates back to podcasting in some way. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean being able to produce shows, I I don't think a lot of people really understand that that's, that's a possibility, especially Mm -hmm. in my world. And I used you as, as kind of inspiration in in my courses and programs, because when COVID hit, people Mm -hmm. were like, you know, I lost all of my local clients here. What do I do? I'm like, well, ever heard of a podcast? (laughs) I mean, we, us creatives, we deal with audio all the time. Like that's, like if you can edit video, you can edit audio. Dude, that's so true. Take a skill set that you already have or yeah. maybe invest a you know, a few hours, maybe like two days yeah. to learn more. Right. You know, yeah, channel that skill set into another platform, another stream of revenue for sure. sure. Yeah. 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 It's been um yeah, and that, it was just kind of a light bulb and and podcasting in general, I think, is gonna be I don't know if it's something you posted, but it's gonna be over a hundred billion dollar industry mm. in like 2021 2021 the, the marketing like the advertising in it yeah it's freaking crazy man. and the, this last year alone and this just goes to show we were talking earlier of really how long podcasting has been out but really really how new it still is yeah so podcasting has been around i want to say i think 12 14 years total mm. when the first rss feed went live mm. only in 2020 did we reach a million registered live shows live rss feeds 
which is not that many. It is not. Now you say a million and people think, oh, well, you know, this is, you know, some conversations I've had with potential clients or people want to get started or people hear that number like, oh, I can't compete with that. Well, what's the point? You know, well, a million of one platform is so small. When you, How many hundreds of millions of billions of Instagram accounts are there or exactly. YouTube yep. or whatever. Yep. So you got to get past that. So it's been around for a long time. We are still in its infancy mm-hmm. in the last 12 to 18 months. I, I'm going to sound biased here, but I think it's finally getting the respect that it deserves. Sure. Um, the awareness is getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, now when I tell people, Oh, what well, that's, Oh, what do you do? I'm a podcaster. They, like they know what that means. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and of that million shows registered and strictly kind of pulling stats from just Apple podcasts, only about 60% or excuse me, 40% are really active. So of that million, about 600,000 are considered what are called inactive shows, meaning mm. they don't produce a new show at least once every 30 days. Wow. So already. That's wild. If you just show up weekly, you are ahead of 60%. Yeah. You're ahead of 600,000 other shows and people. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. And then there's a whole other range of statistics and stuff. Um, people, I think, have a, a misunderstanding or success as a podcast has become skewed because you think unless you're getting a million downloads and you're not successful. No. I know people making six, seven figures who get a, you know, a few hundred downloads each month, but they do it right. Mm. They channel to their business. They do a lot. They're not relying right. on growing to get monetization and stuff. Right, right, right. Um, so it's just don't get overwhelmed by the numbers. They're actually more in your favor than you realize. And to hear that and then look at all the news, man, like Joe Rogan getting sure. a nine figure deal. Give me one influencer, one YouTuber who's been paid nine figures for a deal for exclusivity. I don't know. For a platform that most people don't even know about. Right. It's wild. Yeah, it is. Um, so I, I think we're in its infancy. We're, we're really cracking the code. Uh, so many brands, influencers, entrepreneurs, moms, dads. Like, yeah. there's a niche, there's a category, there's a podcast for you uh, to listen to or waiting on you yeah. to create. Yeah. In 2021, man, it's, it's going to be... I'm stoked. And everything that I've been doing over the years in terms of personal development, professional development, understanding this platform, helping others, sure. um, seeing all the components of audio, video, social, web, like wholeheartedly, I am out to change the podcasting world. Yeah. Like, I, I I just truly live it, breathe it, love it. And it's not it's not the platform. Like cool mics, cool stuff. But I'm telling you, man, like I'm sure you know it's the connections you make with people mm-hmm. due to the nature of the long format content. And it's just truly what I think, especially now in 2020, we are able to get back to that we have not had the luxury of. And yeah. that's conversation and that's human connection. Yeah. It's something very, very primal. And it and it gives you feely goods. Uh, it releases so many good hormones. Yeah. But, you know, honestly, for me, a quick little business pro tip, all the money, all the opportunity is made in the conversations you have before and after the conversation, before mm. and after you hit record. Because mm. I mean, we're spending networking. Yeah, exactly. We're spending 30 minutes, an hour, two hours. Sure. Getting to know each other, getting the know, like, and trust. And then you're going to keep that person in mind. You're going to be in their mind uh, for, hey, let's collab. Hey, I got this new business venture. Would you be interested? Hey, you know, let's let's do a sponsored ad kind of thing. That's the secret sauce, man. And truly human connection and relationship building is so fulfilling. And I think no matter the platform, no matter the creative outlet, that's mm. really what we're all after. Yeah. And this for me has been it. You know, I've done YouTube, still sort of kind of do YouTube, done Instagram, all the things. <laughs> yeah. Now my YouTube is just my podcast. Right. Um, right, right, right. And it's just, it's so fulfilling. Yeah. And, and like, I know that's so primal. And I know once people get a taste of it, they're going to want more of it. Yeah. Uh, and then also the opportunity it brings. Yeah. I think the connection is huge, especially when, um, speaking and, and having your audience listen because you can't really fake a podcast or yeah. else it's just really, really bad. Like yeah. I was talking about it on the podcast before this of on Instagram and YouTube, you can kind of fake who you are, mm. but on a podcast, I, th- I think that's really hard to do. People you can hear I mean? bullshit. You can hear it. Hear yeah. bullshit. They can hear truth. They, they, and it's too long form. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why I really liked it. And, and you actually helped me out with my podcast because I remember, do you remember the conversations that we were having before I even started mine? I'm like, yeah. About what? I, well, I was just like the reasons why I wanted to start it were really good just the fact that i wanted no filter you yeah know yeah, I mean? yeah yeah and like yeah. youtube i felt like with youtube 
you had to play to their game. I had to play to their game. Yeah. I had to be this character. I had to get my message down to just 10 minutes and like mm. all these different things. And I'm like, oh, I just want to fucking talk. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so that's where a podcast comes yeah. in. And, and my podcast is totally different than <laughs> what I expected it to be. Dude, I listen to yours all fucking- the time. Which, oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Which is what I was saying earlier. You know, the sphere of influence is so necessary. Yeah. Um, what I listen to, what I consume, the people that I keep around me has really solidified over the last two years since being here. Um, And like, I'll never forget the one episode you did a couple months ago now of like how you do your finances, like the business of like the business account, the checking account, the separate savings and like the time, dude, I listened to that probably two or three times. Yeah. Cause that's a big area of growth for me still is like money mindset and like accounting and just making that better and honestly just trying to make it less stressful. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have figured that stuff out if I wasn't listening to your sure. show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, I find so many other great people through your guests too. Oh, I yeah. appreciate it. That was very kind, kind words, man. Chase. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I mean the amount of information that's out there—it's just like YouTube. Like, if you want to learn something, just fucking fire up a podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's wild. Fun fact: podcasts are becoming, uh, I think, the top five now, if not even top three, being in, used now as search engines. Really? People go yeah, Google, YouTube, and I'm pretty sure it's top five. Uh, but people now, because they have gotten a taste of, oh, I I found this out on a podcast. I really know, I trust this person I listen to. Yeah. So let me just see if I can find a podcast about it. So now if you go to like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, mm. you just type in, you know, how to or whatever. People are using them more now as search engines, which pro tip is great if you kind of finagle, not like bait, but like, you know, Get more strategic with your show titles, your sure. show notes helps tremendously. I'm terrible with that. That's that's where I need to level up yeah. with my podcast because I'll just like I'll just vomit some show notes together <laughs> and be like, Yeah, it's good. We got Chase tuning on, period. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your name should be good enough. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I need I need to up level with that big time. Just getting back to kind of what we were talking about with just the options. There's also so many different ways that you can do a show. Mm. And something that you told me that I've thought about, I haven't implemented yet, but it's definitely a possibility. Like if you have just a ton of content, you come out with like a freebie course or something like that, turn it into a show and it just sits there. Repurpose. Exactly. Yeah. And I thought that was so brilliant. I mean, there's a million podcasts out there today. And what would you say? 40% are... Only 40% are still active yeah. as of stats. I think back in like April, 2020, Okay, I doubt that's changed much, but yeah. yeah, But just think about all the gaps you could fill with the type of formula Mm. that you use in the podcast. Like, do you do solos? Do you do guests? Do you do a mix of both? Do you do a Q and a, like there's just a million different things and different options that are out there that could just freaking blow up. So, and I'm sure a lot of people listening who are in your audience, you're probably already sitting on a bank of content. Uh, filming, audio, video, like pull the audio, look at what you've already got, pull the audio and put that out. Or if you do, like if you're a course creator or you do Facebook lives or you do whatever kind of live or whatever, go back to what you already have, record that stuff moving forward Mm. and put that out as content, as episodes. Um, my podcast has given me my longest running clientele for whether it's, you know, personal coaching, health coaching, consulting, business consulting, whatever. Mm-hmm. When I have kind of been strategic with episodes, but also sharing like, you know, you know, in my private coaching group, I'll record like a group call and, you know, Hey, hey guys, you cool with me recording this? Of course, always. Um, and then put that out there as a podcast episode yeah, and then people listen to that, they find it and then yeah. Yeah, they all come to me. Sure. Yeah. I, I had a uh, Jasmine star on the podcast. Yeah, I, yeah, I know you yeah, interviewed her yeah. too. She ended up well, she asked me, of course, she didn't just do this, but she asked me, hey, can can I use this podcast for my podcast? Dude, and that's like, huge. Yeah. Fuck yeah, of course yeah, you can. Probably yeah. get a lot more downloads than I do. Amazing, man. <laughs> do it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, talk about repurposing. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. just a million freaking ways. I, I'm sure people can kind of start to guess right now what makes a good podcast. But in your eyes, what do you think makes like mm. a really solid podcast? <sighs> I'll still say this, but now with a grain of salt, just hit record. Mm. Uh, I, I would tell people, uh, well, how do I do it? Why should I do it? Literally just take your iPhone, take your smartphone. Um, you can launch a podcast from your phone now. So mm. just get through the fear, get through the hesitation and literally just hit record. Yeah. Um, I say that with a grain of salt now because 
it has grown like we've been talking about and you do need to honor the platform more because people will quickly turn away if it sounds like shit. Um, so you gotta have, I mean, you can do really well with a smartphone, just go in your closet, make sure you're around carpet, think small, think soft, small space, soft space, you know, sure. carpet, clothing, whatever. Mm. Um, but honestly for a hundred dollar budget, hell, a $65 budget, you can get a good USB mic. You can plug in, edit for free on GarageBand or something mm -hmm. else, audacity. Mm -hmm. Um, so you got to honor the sound first. Mm -hmm. You definitely just got to hit record and do it. Second, you got to honor the sound. So do what you can with what you have to get the best out of it. Mm. And it's very doable. Just invest some time to learn, learn how to, you know, go on YouTube, how to edit all this stuff, all my courses. That's what I teach as well. Uh, so definitely, but beyond that, it's consistency. Recognize, like I've been saying, that this is a long format platform. It's a long game. There's always a chance that your content is just going to blow up. You're going to put out an episode or a guest is going to share and it's going to blow up, which is great. But honestly, like I said, I didn't monetize. I didn't make a dime. I didn't get any form of ROI for almost the first year of my show. Mm. You got to commit. It's a long format. It's a long commitment. It's a long game. Yeah. And in order to be successful in that, you got to stay consistent. Minimum, I would say, put out an episode a week. And look, life happens. Very rarely, we're all doing just one thing. Mm -hmm. So batch ahead. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally now, honestly, we're about four to six weeks ahead in my show mm. in terms of what we already have done, ready to roll out. That's a long time. It is. And, and there's even like too far ahead. You kind of lose timeliness of certain topics. Yeah, or like, you, who the fuck's coming out? These oh, yeah. Days? Or like I'm like some, <laughs> some uh, recently a guest was like, hey, uh, you know, when's our episode coming out? I'm like, shit. Uh, where's your file like uh yeah. it was were like, you yeah it was like seriously like months ago honestly i would say minimum minimum um before you go live yeah. have your first four episodes done minimum yeah minimum. um that way you can go live and you can stagger the releases and then after that if you can stay two weeks ahead then you're just going to reduce stress you're going to find your workflow and you're going to be playing into that long format commitment right out of the gate um so many times in the beginning man i was the night before like it's like, shit, the guest rescheduled. I don't have anything. Let me just scramble and find something. Sure, or let me just sure. do a solo. And it was like a 12-minute solo episode. It was weak sauce. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but I committed to the just showing up. Yeah. And uh, then that's what it took, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You've you've been probably one of the most consistent podcasters that I've known. Putting How many episodes do you put out these days? Like three? Three a week. A week? Yeah. yeah. We just had a three... 367 368 yeah. episodes yeah you don't need to start at three a week though no no i wouldn't recommend it yeah uh, <laughs> i'm still doing yeah. once a week and like that's perfect for me that's uh, it's, it's a great workflow and especially with that like it's manageable for most people but also you can do it so well yeah spend more time on one thing instead of spreading yourself thin on other things sure um yeah. and just and make it the best that you can yeah. yeah yeah and i know this is cliche but content is just takes the cake it's it's king and yeah. i saw i saw this video you know travis scott yeah, yeah. probably one of the biggest hip-hop rappers artists of all time these days yeah. and he put out a bts video i think like a year ago or something it looked like he was in costa rica or mexico some tropical location and he, he was recording one of his top songs underneath a towel <laughs> you know what i mean and i'm like man if one of the biggest artists yeah. in the world could do that then like why why am i getting stuck on these mics and these boom arms and this shit? microphone speaking of like anywhere commitment to the content logic you know you're yeah, a big yeah, logic yeah. fan yeah I think his album came out like two years ago. I forget the track, but it had this just insane, just one breath, spit fire, just go. Like it seemed like an hour long kind of just this sure. this rap. And he did it holding this sure SM7B iconic microphone on like a, a handheld stand yeah. in like, I think the back of his tour bus. I think I'm pretty sure while it was driving. Oh, I heard this. Yes. And yes. He, it was, it was the only time that he could get it done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, just making work, when you have the time to do it with what yeah. you have and yeah. just commitment to it. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. That, that is wild. I mean, that should give you permission alone. Seriously. You know I mean, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about sponsorships just a little bit. And I, f I feel like there's, there's already a ton of value in this podcast. So we could just end it now if we wanted to, but <laughs> let's talk money, baby. I, I, know, I know, I know people want the whole sponsorship thing. I mean, I took kind of a different route because I just wanted this podcast for fun when I got mm -hmm. started and I was blessed to have a product of mine before I really started it. So I was already... Which I think is the best, by the way. That's the best way to yeah. do it. 
And, you know, so I was my own sponsor and I still am to this day mm. of my podcast. And now you have your own products and services. Mm. So, I mean, if you wanted to, it takes pressure off of, oh, I got to get sponsors oh, now, yeah, yeah. you know, can you talk a little bit about that with, with, yeah. So I would say out of the gate, again, a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to launch a podcast. It's going to blow up. I'm going to get sponsors. No. Um, right. maybe like 1%. It happens. Honestly, the best thing to do. If you have any kind of product or service, a course, uh, if you're a coach, if you're a consultant, if you're, if you already do anything for a living, mm. f- try to build your platform as a way to be an extension of that brand, that product, that service, that business, um, as a, a value add, like a new thing you can offer to your current audience, your current clientele. Sure. And you're creating something that's going to tap into a whole other world of potential audience members and clientele. Yeah. Um, tens of millions of people listen to podcasts every week. So put it out there. Mm. Um, the Probably the best way I would recommend if you want to, we're defining success by monetization of a podcast here, if that's our definition. I, I think the most successful people, and I can speak to this personally, monetizing it myself versus sponsors mm-hmm. i've always made the most money um the longest term by someone coming to me wanting to hire me for coaching consulting podcast services sure, whatever sure, yeah so i, I think so what you're on is product. great exactly yeah, yeah. if you can I call it monetize it you sponsor your own show yeah it's great because then that's always again if you do your due diligence and treat your show notes have your clicks have your links in there yeah um that's evergreen content that's evergreen marketing for you and the work that you've already done and or the work that you're doing anyway mm. so why not put it out there Beyond that, if anybody's looking to monetize it, if you Google, you know, how to monetize a podcast, you're going to find what's called a CPM. Uh, yep. The current, you know, most models are going to say 25, 20 to $25 CPM cost per milli is about the average, which means most sponsors are going to give you $25 per thousand downloads per episode per month. Right. Which is chump change. Unless yeah, you're getting tens or hundreds of thousands, you're really not going to, you know, maybe a few extra bucks here and there. Cool. Sure. You know, cover your coffee for the month. I last year I made a shift that transformed honestly that stress of I got to find another sponsor or bills or whatever. I I decided there's got to be a better way. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to I, I no longer accept the CPM model mm. because at that time uh, and I know a lot of your listeners are the, me the same way. You're creative, right? You're doing more than one thing and you're sharing that one thing usually on more than one platform. Mm. Well, that's a lot of different eyes and ears people watching, reading, listening, that's value. Yeah. So what I did was, I was like, if I choose to not go the CPM model, well, what do I have to offer? So I did a couple of different things that completely transformed how I monetize and just my workflow. Um, I began to pitch people. I began to pitch brands and stuff ahead of time by creating content for them already. Mm. I was, you know, having a product placement on my show. I was, I did a photo shoot. I did video. I mean, some of them I even did with my iPhone. Others I did with, you know, my videographer and we created stuff and sent to them. Hey, here's what we can do. Yeah. You know, I love your product. I love whatever. Sure. Here's what, you know, working with me would look like. Mm. So, excuse me, a lot of times, you know, they're like, how can I say no to that? And then otherwise, uh, when I created a podcast episode, it was like, I'm putting it on the podcast. I'm putting it on my website. We got a guest here. Hi, Nyla. What's up, Nyla? <laughs> Nyla's in the house. Pup in the house. Um, yeah, you need to get, can we get a Husky sponsor? Right? <laughs> That's right. We need to get like puppy food or something. Um, and then I looked at my whole ecosystem, my entire digital footprint. How many followers do I have on all my accounts? Yeah. What's my engagement? Instagram, my personal, my business one, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, my email list. Mm-hmm. Anywhere and everywhere that I put out content that people look at my stuff, read it, watch it, have a digital footprint. Mm-hmm. What is that number? Mm-hmm. And that number was significantly bigger right. than X amount of downloads per episode. And so I was like, well, again, I'm putting out evergreen marketing for these companies and it's always up. You know, it's always on my podcast. That email is going to be there. That the post is going to be there. So I then and took I took that number. I created a value for that. And then. I stood by that. I, I like, oh, well, this is a really high CPM. I was like, well, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it's because you're going to go out to X amount of people on my podcast. That's always going to be up mm-hmm. within 48 hours. It's going to get X amount of eyes on, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. It's going to be a weekly email blast. And yeah. depending on the commitment, yeah. um, I'm going to create on my dime and my time, a promo video, a photo shoot. Yeah. Content is currency, right? Sure. And so yeah, I really just, I chose in 2019, like summer, um, I was like, 
I'm not doing the CPM anymore. Right. I'm working too hard for too little. And yeah. uh, I created my I cre- a whole brand value. Yeah. Well, it's not really worth it unless you just have massive volume, like exactly. a Joe Rogan yeah, type yeah, of yeah. volume. Then, then okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Then you're getting 50K an episode or whatever it is, you know, then, then, then it's worth it. Yeah. But I like the way you're thinking about it. You're thinking about it as like, this is your product that you're mm. providing to them or, or not a product, a service that you're yeah, exactly. providing to yeah. them and not just like, a read, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's, that's, a, that's a keyword too, right there. Not to cut you off, but like, that's huge. Like I, I don't do reads at all. Certain companies will say, Oh, like, you know, please make sure you hit this point, that point or certain things you absolutely have to say. Yeah. But even then I, I only do one sponsor per episode. I may have one or two touch points within the episode, mm-hmm. um, but it's always the same brand same sponsor and I do organic reads mm. and I get very, and this is, again, it takes more time, but it's worth it because they're going to pay more. Yeah. I always plug a product or service, a sponsor into an episode that I can make a very organic connection to. Mm. Um, like for, you know, this activity tracker I'm wearing, I, I'm not, yeah. whoop. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to plug them on an episode. I'm talking about, you know, tapping in, you know, what's my astrological sign. It just doesn't sure. really make sense. Right. I'm going to use that for one that where I'm talking about training or recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so again, getting into all this makes sense, ties together. If I'm going to be committing to long term, well, I got to map out my content. I got to get ahead. Okay, what are the topics? What are the guests? Mm. How can I align this guest, this topic with this sponsor? Let me map this out for them. Um, it, it all makes sense. And yeah. so it's all organic reads. That was a, a key word. That's one of the highlights. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Super beneficial. And it's more trustworthy when mm-hmm. a, a person hears that instead of just Blah, 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 use code blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but it does better you it, know what it, I mean? absolutely yeah i, I don't i yeah. don't i've never had it well i've never had many sponsors liquid iv is my first sponsor i saw that by the way the congrats podcast. man thank yeah, you yeah yeah, yeah thank you we're, we're just trying it out but i really like them because they came to me with just you know what asking me what, what works with your audience mm. you know and that question right there i'm like okay you that's know, a good sign that's a great sign yeah, yeah. yeah because i do know my audience mm. best just like you know your audience best with your reads and everything and yeah, just to do a read or, or an organic organic read, it, it's not worth it unless you have that massive volume. And so what mm. I did with them was a 360 partnership because I do have more subscribers on YouTube and, yeah. you know, Instagram and whatnot. And so we did just kind of a multi-platform type oh, of thing. Oh, so like that brand value I was talking about kind of exactly, thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. And it made it worth my while instead yeah. of just doing a read for 50 bucks or, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I hear you. But I, I like the way you think about it where it's like a service. Mm. You're coming at it from a service mindset to them and mm-hmm. not just a way to make money and and that just kind of like made me think of a lot of original deals that then turned into other more fun unique and often even more lucrative deals right because you start off doing that mm. and then when you go more organic when you commit so do they yeah and like brands pick up on that okay maybe flat out i've had some deals where Technically, in an ROI level, it didn't perform that well. Or it was mm-hmm. like maybe a break even, or I think one even was like a loss. But like the engagement and the shares and the feedback and stuff like was so there. The commitment was there and they saw that. And that allowed us to get creative. We renewed. Sure. And like, hey, like this kind of approach didn't work, but we would love mm-hmm. to keep going. So let's create something together. Yeah. Um, which is great you know again from the creative side of things it's way less stress and it's relationship building yeah um and yeah. it's so helpful and it's a long term for them too you know it's yeah. not just about getting that click on that one episode yeah. it's like brand awareness and the different stages of like the customer journey for mm-hmm. them and all of that i mean it's a process for to get someone to actually purchase something yeah. you know yeah unless it's like 20 cents or whatever but but yeah i mean cheap best yeah i don't know what product's 20 cents but you know what i mean um dude i mean i feel like we could just put a fucking bow on this this was a little pretty bow yeah this yeah. was this a liquid was awesome. iv bow right a liquid iv yeah, shout out to liquid <laughs> IV. yeah this this was i i didn't know where we would really go i mean i have some notes right here but this has been yeah really valuable for thank people you people and and diving deep into the podcast space and really know what's possible within mm. podcasting. And I think you're the guy to go to when it comes to podcasting. Oh, shucks. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> um, do you have anything going on where people can get involved with your stuff and learn more about podcasts and just, you know, listen to your, listen to your shit? Yeah. Yeah. So my show ever forward radio put out three episodes a week, uh, every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. it's all 
I, I say three main pillars, fitness, nutrition, mindset, but personal development, professional development. Uh, I'll bring in some military content as well. Like I said, that's part of my background, but just really anything that we say helps you live a life ever forward. Yeah. Um, you know, looking at things, you know, the obstacles, the way kind of approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the you know, operation podcast is, you know, all my courses and the production company. Um, and, uh, I'll tell you what, want to make like a, like a rambling radio promo. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Dude, man. Uh, I have, I'll, I'll do this after the fact. Well, this will be live by then, but, um, sure. yeah, anybody who listens and wants to go through the course, I'll, I'll give you half off. Done. Let's do, uh, Ram, rambling, rambling 50, Ram, <laughs> rambling 50 <laughs> on the spot. Not too bad. Uh, okay. Yeah. R A B R A M B L I N. Yeah. 50, 50. Okay. Five zero. Rambling yeah. 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you could just use my last name. Oh yeah. Kravitz, yeah let's do that. Kravitz 50. The rambling 50. <laughs> I was trying to be like on Brit. Like yeah. I said, on the spot. Not bad. Let's do, Kra- let's just do Kravitz. 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 Okay. okay, done. Kravitz. Okay, Kravitz 50 for If Operation they're still listening, Guardian. if they're not confused as hell, yeah. K-R-A-V-I-T-S. We'll do a, I'll do half off. Yeah. Okay, and I'll put yeah. that link in the description. You want to yeah, get yeah. the URL just in... Yeah, Um. for some reason, I got to work with my web guy on this. You have to do www. Mm, www.operationpodcast. I've run into that problem before. I can't figure it out. And this is, again, delegation. Like, yeah. I would spend hours trying to figure this shit it's out. A, it's a domain thing. It's like a yeah, DNS yeah. thing. Something. Yeah, something. podcast.com. I have two courses, Level 101 and 201. 201 is the one we'll do the code for. Okay. 101, it's uh, it's like 49, 47, 49 bucks. It's just... If you're thinking about it like, and you want to learn more about like, what is this platform? What can it do for me? It's like the high level who, what, why, why, when, and how podcast. Sure. Just to get your feet wet, scratch that itch kind of thing. Yep. And 201 from start to finish, I teach you everything you need to know how to record, how to edit. Uh, it's over 20 modules. I even teach you some monetization techniques, um, relationship building, interview techniques. Yeah. Um, n- nine or 10 modules are actually with um, our partners. Uh, a sound engineer. We walk through a lot of different mics. We nice. teach you techniques on how to like get the most out of your equipment from start to finish. You can completely go through that course and launch your show. Yeah. How to record, how to edit, how to upload, how to Apple podcast, Spotify, everything. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. And then we do, you know, in that, then you then get a private Facebook group. We go live every week. Uh, and then in that group, we actually go live again each month. Wow. Um, so it's continuing education um, and that's awesome, you know, man. support system. All right, guys, 50% off. Kravitz. Kravitz with an S, not a Z like Lenny. <laughs> um, but dude, this has been amazing. Thank Thanks you. for having me, man. Yeah, this has been great. We're gonna have to I'm gonna have to have you on again because we 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 gotta talk about ever four. We gotta we, there's a yeah, million things so to many talk things, about. Man. Yeah. But, but this was good. It was like all just it was a good like foundation. Yeah, yeah. It was a good foundation, but I appreciate it, bro. Dude, studio is so cool, man. I love Thank this you. background. Thank you. Yeah. We're getting it. We're doing it. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Later.